Hello, and welcome to I'm on my period piece. I'm Lindsay. I'm Molly. And we're the Sherman sisters. Um, this week we watched the 2018, 2017, when this flick come out. Uh, made in 2016, hit your theaters like, de- yeah, December 2016. Oh, I saw it in 2017 then, because I'm late. Yeah, I mean. Um, the flick Jackie, starring Natalie Portman. But before we start talking about it, as is our custom, mm-hmm. let's mm-hmm. sync up, bitch. Let's. What have you been up to? Not much. Thank you for asking. <laughs> uh, and that concludes our session. There we go. Uh, no, I, okay. Um, was that really late a lot last week? Yeah. Well, um, I mean, you're a night owl. Yeah, but it really reached threat level midnight for me. <laughs> um, or threat level 2 a.m., as we should say. Yikes. Uh, so I reeled that in a little bit. But uh, Doing stuff or just, like, partnering on your phone and watching loco, TV? you know, <laughs> porque no los dos. Um, but... Uh, we're feeling better now. Wonderful. We have overcorrected. I went to sleep at 8 and 30 p.m. Sunday night. Oh, well, I did. I was texting you pictures of my children. You were texting, like, Tam is this bitch dead. Like, yeah, I was like, is she okay? Yeah, no, was thriving. Thank you. <laughs> um, and the reason being that I went hunting. Controversial. Mm. Controversial. Controversial, yeah. I am a classic Princess Anne in that regard. Yeah. Uh, Outdoorsy. I want you all to know but that elegant. I... I had the opportunity to take a deer's life, multiple deer, and I didn't do it. And multiple people had asked me beforehand, do you think you're going to have the courage to do it? And Do you think you would have? If it had been a buck, yes, I do. But I was trying to weigh... I, I had I, I had built my own sort of sense of ethics surrounding this mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that are based on my butthole. Like, there, <laughs> there's nothing, like to them but yeah. I was like I would like to shoot a buck A for just the machismo of it but also and it's feminism men, you know <laughs> it's feminism well it's like the whole reason you go hunting unless you truly have an affinity for deer meat I do not it's fine it's because of the overpopulation it's the yeah. overpopulation and yeah. when you drive anywhere on like I-10 or like on a Texas highway you will see how that happens there's deer oh, carcasses yeah. lining everywhere so anyway to me, it makes more sense to kill a buck because yeah. it's like they're the ones spreading their seed. The problem. Exactly. But there were two relatively large doe that I saw. One was with its baby, and I was like, I cannot do that. Simply I will I will not. not be the faceless hunter from Bambi. Absolutely not. And the other one was a raggedy old bitch. Like, she, like, truly I could see her rib cage. She was balding in places. It oh, might baby. have been a mercy for me to take her out and I tech but I couldn't get a sense of how big she was and I don't want to like embarrass myself in front of my friend's dad and be like, look what I shot. It's <laughs> tiny. <laughs> and it's a sad ass struggle bus. Right. <laughs> and so I like sent a picture of it with this blurry thing from a blind to our father and I was like, I can't tell if it's big enough. I think it might be like four and a half, five feet long. Whatever. And he said, take a deep breath and take her out. <laughs> and I didn't because I there, I was obscured. The, the shot was obscured, or she was quartering too, which means that they're facing you. And that's uh, how you get a really bloody shot. This is, uh, you guys, you come for the the bustles, and what you're going to hear about is, in fact, shooting the, the killing of a sacred deer. Um, so I didn't do that. I didn't kill it. Um, I had a great time. I made friends. And, you know, it's be- like, honestly, it was first time being in comfort in the fall and the foliage. It's beautiful. It was like, just Te- Texas Hill Country is way, 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 way pretty. Honestly, the, the leaves were pert near maroon. Yeah. Just like, you know, festooning oh. the, the, the hillside. Not a festoonery. It was a festoonery of foliage. 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 <laughs> and, you know, we have quite a few trees in the neighborhood here that are yellow. Yeah, I love a yellow bitch. I'm surprised because it hasn't actually been cold yeah yeah no i know it just takes it it takes like a um one good little snap i guess we did that that one day where it was like in the 50s that's what you need though so anyway i came back and you know gave father back his guns and uh (laughs) this this man had the temerity to greet me with i don't see blood on you (laughs) (laughs) first of all even if i had decided to take an animal's life i would have showered (laughs) thank Thank you. Thank you. Um, but, you know, all told, Lovely stayed in the hill country um, with, you know, two friends from our little pod. Yeah. And played some games. 
ate some mayo-based salads. Wonderful. I went and bought three books today. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. um, Is it Shawnee or... So I think it's actually Channy. Channy Nicholas. Yeah. I bought her You Were Born for This astrology book for Mm -hmm, our mm -hmm. book club. I have to tell you, I'm really loving it. I... The the um, my yeah, favorite yeah. person to get to know is me. Yeah. So I am excited to to spend some time with her. Yeah. Um, I got White Album by Joan Didion mm-hmm. and The Lolo Woods, which is Carmen Maria Machado's. Um, Incredible. Her uh, graphic novel. Does she have another book book? Or yeah. Just okay. So there's uh, her body and other parties, which is okay, the, that's one I know, read. the body horror short stories. You read all yes. of it? Yeah, I did. Yeah. Let me lend you. Um, in the dream house. Yes, please do. Oh, that's right. That's, that's right. That's the memoir. Right. Okay. And then this one is just one long fictional narrative. Okay. So I've anyway, never read a graphic novel before. Oh my goodness me! I should also lend you the uh, Snagglepuss one that Chris Beckett. That's such a funny concept. Sent me that was the one that was like Snagglepuss at Stonewall. Yeah, <laughs> wonderful. We love. Uh, it. You will like graphic novels. You will Parker like them. Reads them. Yeah, so they're great. They're a yeah. good time. You never read Persepolis? No, you know what? I owned it for a brief moment, but I um, because it was like at the book fair when I was a teacher, you could like register for books for your classroom. Mm-hmm. And I registered for that one, and one of the parents bought it. So I was like, I guess it technically belongs to my classroom. And then I didn't teach English after that year. I taught art. So it was like, uh, don't really have reason to keep Start this. with Persepolis, I think. Okay. Okay. And then maybe from there, we'll move on to Black Hole. Okay. okay. And then I have other recommendations from there. Okay. Blankets is good. Okay. Wonderful. Um, you know, whatever. Uh, if you had known me in 2010, as I know you did... Mm-hmm. It would come as no surprise to understand that I have an affinity for a graphic novel. The bitch wore a high-waisted short over tights. As did I. And a vintage t-shirt, essentially every day. Yeah. The hair was just a panoply of different pastels. Wonderful. And everything old is new again, because that's where these young Gen Z kids are going with their fashion. These kids, and they're mean. The yeah. ones on TikTok, they're mean about our generation. They are. They're so mean, and we've earned a lot of it, I have to we, say. No, we... Not we. We, no. But mm, as mm, a collective, mm, mm. millennials have earned a lot Not of it. once in my damned life have I identified by my Harry Potter house. No. Yeah. And frankly, it's because I don't want to embarrass you girls because I'm a Gryffindor because I'm brave and cool. And you just did it. Yeah. You just did I'm it. just saying, that's like the reason I don't bring it up. No, I know. So there was this one girl, I sent you the TikTok, and I was like, oh my God, I'm dying. Because she was like, what was it? She called it Millennial Core. Oh God. And it was her own aesthetic from like, I think, I want to say it was like 2013. And I was I like, I love when the girls drag themselves I'm on TikTok. Screaming. It was like, also that Crystal Castle, Castle song people use. It's like, I remember listening is, to that so, on my iPod while I did my physics project in 2007. Really? Yeah. So that's used in the like rare aesthetic bah, videos. Bah, 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 bah. But when I click on the audio, it I would think it would be populated with rare aesthetic videos, but it's not. There's like a bunch of other things using that sound, and I I'm like, we like need this that. to be clean, no, folks. We need that that needs to be for rare aesthetics. Exactly, man. Truly, TikTok is the gift of 2020 for me. It's I I don't know how I would have made it through this year without it. <laughs> Either perhaps it's, I would have read a book. It's made well. No, honestly, this makes me feel like there's just so many people that are like. It kind of makes you feel like you're like. I feel interacting less alone. with people. Yeah, yeah. Less alone. Well, it's also like there's so many people that have your exact life. Like, mm-hmm, good mm-hmm. God, it's terrifying. Oh, yeah. But you get like a peek in other people's lives. Like Jeremy Sheck, I love him. I didn't realize that he was only 20 because he was like, I can't do my Bipsy videos at school because it's illegal for me in Connecticut. And it was like, wait, what? I think his family is rich. His as family hail. just lets him drink at the house. No, I think also his family is just so rich. Oh, yeah. No, certainly. <laughs> and you know so. what? Good for him. He's a sweetie. He's precious. We love him. What are you up to? Um, bitch, you know, I, honestly, I, for a moment there, I was like staring off into space trying to think about what I've actually done since we last recorded, which granted was only five days ago as opposed to seven, Saren. Oh, that's true. But, um, I don't know, like this weekend, what did I do? Like Parker and I like, like watched the last episode of Fargo mm-hmm. in which my BB boy, Ben Wishaw's character died. But it was, you know, I... Thanks. Well, it was the second to last episode of the season. But, like, also, there's, like, a language to that show. I've seen this as the fourth season. And there's, like, certain characters you can just tell, like, that one's going to live. That one's going to die. There, and he was the in the category of, like, 
a virtuous character who does the right thing and dies for it. And you could just tell that's where it was going with him. Mm -hmm. Um, I love that man, truly. Um, And I finished Red, White, and Royal Blue, finally. You were not enjoying it. I was not. I'm glad that I finished it because I was like, I just need to go ahead and see if it, like, ends up being worth all the fuss. And reader, to me, it wasn't. Um, but, you know, I mean, it was, it was fine escapism. It's just like, I feel like maybe I would enjoy that genre. Like, I love, like, we talked about this last week. I love certain rom-coms. Mm-hmm. But I feel like the romance beats in it are earned. And this one just felt like it just short-circuited some things. And I just wasn't into it. I don't know. You know, I think that you need to, uh, give Watch yourself... Out <laughs> You're going to tell me to watch Outlander. No, I was going to say, give yourself permission to not care about this book. But also, you need to watch Outlander. I do need to finish it. I I was, you know, in season two, I think, on maternity You're also going to, like, find yourself hating certain things and, like, hating that you're involved in it. But, like... Yeah. But, you know, honestly, I used to watch some corny shit when I was in high school. it's corny. It's also really well made. And, like, there's no dearth of hot Scottishmen in the first season. Mm. Mm -mm. Skirt! Mm -mm. Mm -mm. But, like, you know... Whatever. You'll I'm like gradually it. slowly working my way through the crown. Very. I mean, it's like I'm literally watching it in ten minute increments when I get a chance. Do you know what? I meant to tell you this before we started recording, but then I'm actually glad that I didn't because it's like a new, fresh piece of information. Yeah, I want to hear it. So I started watching some videos about the crown accent. Crown. The crown. Mm-hmm. As I told you, I think I read online like the best way to pronounce it, like the characters is to spell it C R A N. Crown. The crown. But so I started to watch a thing about the accents, and then. Because it was an interview with um, Olivia Coleman and Gillian Anderson. But Love it. But f- 10 seconds in, I noticed Gillian Anderson is full-blown British accent. And I was like, really? okay, that's odd. Huh. And so as a, I went and looked at interviews. I searched, like, Gillian Anderson interview 90s. Right. 95 or so. She's on American, Sounding American? 100% black coffee, See? freedom eagle, turkey, American. I I feel like she's probably in a really weird spot where it's like she is American, her parents are American, she was born in America, but she spent most of her childhood in England. Mm-hmm. And so she probably so doesn't I, know, like her accent somewhere over the Yeah, Atlantic. no, and I watched an interview with her about it and someone asked her about it and she was like, it honestly, it, it happens, I pick up whoever I'm speaking to. I have both mm. accents. Wow. She's like, and she said, if I'm sat between, which I'm like, okay, Brit- that's British. British. Um, <laughs> She's like, if I'm sat between an American and an, an Englishman at a party on either side of me, I can't tell you how that's going to go. Oh, wow. Which is frustrating, but I also... It's also like having drinks with Courtney. <laughs> Big <laughs> boobs. Anyway. <laughs> uh, Our dear friend Courtney. No, when I she mean... she drinks, she's, but, she starts sounding but British. But here's the thing about that. And this is... this. It made me feel better because when I have drinks... Yeah, you sound more Southern. Texan. Yeah, thank you for the clarification, yes. because I know part of me is from the Deep South. Right. It's all Texan, babe. Baby. Uh, or, you know, if I'm drinking with Sarah White, mm-hmm. it's Liverpool, innit? Yeah. <laughs> it's mental illness, It's innit? mental illness, innit? Mathematics, love. It's mathematics. Um, um, anyway, so I appreciated that. But, so I watched this other interview. I ended up, you know, watching a lot of interviews about the Crown. The Crown. Um... It was a Zoom interview with Gillian Anderson and Olivia Coleman with Stephen Colbert. Oh, wonderful. Yes. And Olivia Coleman is, like, quite a bit quieter than Gillian Anderson. Yeah. Did you ever see her Vogue 76 questions? No. It's kooky, bit. Olivia Coleman? three. Oh, how many? Yeah. Yes. She seems like... She's an interesting bird. Well, she got her start in comedy. Yeah. No, but she doesn't come across... You know how, like, a lot of comedians kind of come across as, like, a little bit serious or kind of cold when they're interviewed and you're like that's so funny your persona is like one thing and then how you come across is different like it was like that like she seemed to sort of almost resent being asked certain questions or feel like she was participating in some kind of like circus I don't know it, it that makes it sound like she's being bitchy she wasn't but she just I think she's just honestly very shy and reserved. I was going to say, she seemed maybe like a kind of a private person. Well, I would also put it to you as your little um, holiday project to really uh, go back and watch Peep Show. I really do got to watch Peep you Show, will, huh? You will love Peep Show. I know Show. that I will. I know that I will. There's so many British shows like that where it's like, I just got to finish it. Like, Peep Show's really go. definitive for the culture, though. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
so in this interview though, she was like, he was asking for a clarification on, like, he was like, is what the the royals speak? Uh, is that received pronunciation? Is it RP? Yeah. She was like, well, what I speak is really RP. Like, I would say I have probably the most neutral English accent. Wow. Um, she was like, but the royals kind of do their own thing yeah. entirely. I don't know if there's a name for it. <laughs> they're but, like riffing. Right. They're a sort of riffing. <laughs> but she said that their, um, their accent coach, in order to get them into the voice, would have them practice the word yes. And he was like, but what yes. I will... What I want you to imagine is that yes is spelled E H R S. Ears. 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 Oh, yes. Ears. Interesting. Isn't that interesting? Ears. Wow. That you can't is help but put a little Barcelona on it. Barcelona. Though, right? Barcelona yeah. is, can you believe this? Can you believe this? Ears. Man, Vicky, Lorena Delmer, I've been thinking about you all the time, girl. Lorena <laughs> Delmer. <laughs> uh, I hope she's doing good. My family, they went to South Korea. They came back, they said, they did not have a Spanish omelet there. Can you believe this? <laughs> yeah, baby, I can. Yeah. Oh, um, well, speaking of voice coaches and their presence or And speaking absence, of voice acting... <laughs> Letting the voice really do the acting. Let's get into this shit. It is, uh, we watched Jackie, as we said. And let me, real quick, I just, I had been reading all about this today, but of course now, uh, game time, I cannot remember the director's name. He was, oh, I didn't uh, even look at he's it. He's Chilean. Chilean. So, you know, obviously it really attached to this story. Pablo Lorraine. Thank you. Um, so... Oh, also produced by Darren Aronofsky. We know he does love Natalie Portman. Yes, so. and he originally wanted to direct this with uh, Rachel McAdams. Did they date Natalie Portman and Darren Aronofsky, or am I making that up? Mm, he's no, with he, Jennifer Lawrence for quite some time. But he also maybe was with Rachel Weisz before that? I think so, yes. I think he has a storied history. And honestly, <laughs> like for someone who looks he's like a cute. boo-boo... No, he looks like Steve Jobs. Oh, I mean, in his Wikipedia picture, he looks cute. Oh, yeah, he and Rachel Weisz were together for nine years. Yeah, here's the thing about Darren Aronofsky. It's, ooh. Yeah. <laughs> it's giving very, ha. <laughs> and I say this because Mother. <laughs> oh, yeah, I never saw Mother. You told the me thing about, about it, and about I was Mother is, <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I saw, was it The Fountain? I never saw The Fountain. So Parker yeah, and I watched a, it. His wiki photo is cute. I'll give him Parker that. and I watched it ages ago because a friend of ours was like, it's one of my favorite movies. And I was like, this is super not for me. Like, I have to say. But Black Swan. Black Swan was that girl. Goes. Uh, Black Swan, you know, I will never forget getting to see Miss um, Winona Ryder again in mm. Black Swan. Mm. I the, the noise I let out in the movie theater was, mm. ah! <laughs> The Black Swan viewing experience that I had was one for the books. Um, truly, I will remember it until the day I die. I think we, Brooke and I saw it the weekend that it came out at a theater in Round Rock. Of course, naturally, on always. On a Saturday morning. Uh, oh, it, what? It was, it was a, because she was working retail. She had okay. weird hours. And it was in a mega stadium at a Cinemark. You know that one on 35? Yeah, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And we snuck in bacon, egg, and cheese sandwiches from Whataburger. Okay. And... It's giving very early 20s. <laughs> yeah, it was very that. We yeah. were 24 years mm-hmm. old, and it mm-hmm. was a, a good vibe, honestly. But we were... It felt... You know, it's kind of creepy to watch a movie that's, like, scary and creeping in that way in a very large, empty stadium. Yes. When there's nobody there. Yes. I can imagine. And even when you get up to go to the bathroom, you like would not encounter another soul. I was oh, like, oh God, are we okay? But Brooke and I both, you know, grew up doing the ballet. So mm-hmm. you did for a while. Yes. Famously. Yes. Uh, from, <laughs> famously. from ages three to 10. Oh, that was a longer time than I thought you did. I never went on point. Mm. Um, and that's, that's probably part. why I have the prettiest feet in the family. Everyone <laughs> says so. <laughs> You really do, though. Uh, they're callous free. They, no, that's not true either. They were catching on my sheets a lot this summer. <laughs> uh-huh. My, my poor friends had to hear that anecdote so many times before. They were like, geez, bitch. Like, Get a baby foot. Yeah. No, I mean, 
I went to like an empty nail salon one mm-hmm. time this summer, and I was like, I, of course, masked up. Everyone. Right, but you're like, please help me. And I was like, please. <laughs> my was, family. <laughs> it's my family. It was so bad. Uh, um, anyway, okay. So this we've, flick, we've as we already said. gone far afield of the, <laughs> the topic. And the thing is, the good news is about this one is I could I could really sum up the plot for you. Pretty darn quickly, it's and then a we can just short plot. zoom in on the details. Yeah, so if you'd like the plot um, is that it is following Jackie's interview with Theodore H. White of Life Magazine. Yes, but they only build him as the journalist in the movie. I was wondering if they ever said what his name was. No, um, a week after the assassination of John F. Kennedy, and one week, bitch. Yeah, it's been. Yeah, it's been. Um, so. Which I guess is I, I haven't read this profile. I probably should have. That would have been great research. But oh yeah, that yeah, we need to talk to the department. I think that I may have read it like after I saw this movie. But um, it seems that, and according to this film, that she kind of heavily edited what he was able to say. She had a lot of creative control over what. The oh final yes, output yes, yes, was. yes. Um, and this sort of seems to be where she solidified the Camelot of it all. Um, she was like injecting that lore in there. Yes, which and like it was smart to do because it was people to, still associate it with. But that. you know that the the, uh, the character um, Theodore H. White or the journalist, as played by um, the Billy Crudup. the begrudgingly handsome Billy Crudup, who is in fact a garbage person, a but garbage person. But we can't help ourselves, can we, girls? We simply can't, girls. <laughs> um, he. Apparently, like, later was like, okay, look, here's tea. Like, she was a crew widow. And she was, like, definitely cruise directing. And um, do I think Camelot is a good comparison? No. He was president for two and a half years and nothing good happened. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Which is fair. Because if you think about, like, all the lore around the Kennedys, it's like a, 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 sorry, but much ado about nothing. Well, it's a lot of aesthetic. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas RFK alludes to at one point. I'll say this for like also a garbage person, but a lot of things got, you know, done under his LBJ custodial efforts was LBJ. Yeah, no, totally. And I'm not here to like also a racist. They all were. (laughs) But like LBJ was like civil rights act was passed under him. He was it was it yes, certainly. But like privately? I don't know though. Honestly. I think he had a very antagonistic relationship with MLK. Oh, okay. I don't know about that actually. But I mean, like they worked together. But I don't. I don't know much about it. I know that um, he was a bit more conservative, like wait and see about things. May, yeah, maybe that's right. I know that he was really um, extremely inappropriate in terms of the way that he behaved in the oh, workplace. Oh, like psychopath behavior. Um, but Jenny's gonna correct me on my my LBJ. I was gonna say yeah. Sure. I know. She'll be yeah. like, actually, actually, bitch. <laughs> oh, you know what? I'll Speaking still say of, he's my favorite president. Speaking of you know. Jenny, I know what we need to watch next week because yeah, she's been asking one. us. Yeah, you're right. Um. Anyways, we'll come back to that. But um. So this uh interviewer comes to her house at Hyannisport, which I guess is the Kennedy compound at Hyannisport. Yeah. Good God, it looks beautiful. Oh yeah. My word. I know. And um, he kind of tells her at the beginning, like, oh, your tour of the White House was my first glimpse of the White House, which I guess, I mean. Probably for most were, people. They were media savvy people. That's what you can give them. They, I would say that, and I am probably the two millionth person to draw this comparison. Yeah. But, like, they took hold of television as a medium the way the Obamas did with the Social internet. Social media, yep. Yeah. Exactly. So, um they flash back to her preparing and giving this tour of the White House. And her, so, or is it her media secretary, social secretary? So it's her personal secretary. Personal secretary, um, played by Greta Gerwig. Yes, Nancy Tuckerman. Nancy I did some Tuckerman. research on her, and I will come back. Okay. And she's like, welcome to the White House. Welcome to the White House. And Greta suggests, maybe you say welcome to the people's house, which I'm like, that. Is I actually genius. thought that phrasing was strange. I thought no, because I love when people call the White House the People's House because it is. We own no, it. No, it definitely, <laughs> it definitely is. And like, and as far as a timeshare goes, like I haven't gotten my week there yet, and I'm very frustrated. Right. But it's like, it's a good way to say this is why we're showing this to you because you all own it. This is not my house. This is the People's House. Like. Yeah. I think that's really beautiful wording, personally. Sure. Um, and you and I disagreed about this. I watched, we both watched the actual footage of this this tour, and I thought that Jackie's voice 
like the quality of it sounded stronger. Like they, I don't know if it's that Natalie Portman just naturally has like a breathy voice, but like, it sounds like she's like talking so quietly and she's like, oh yes, this is the East Room of the White House. And the accent is 100% spot on, but I want to say like the vocal quality, I feel like Jackie sounded more assured of herself. Like her voice carried better. I just disagree. I think she's probably mic'd differently. Because mm. you know how everyone sort of had that booming quality in the 60s? There's, well, there's also, it's not just that. It wasn't just the voice quality of it. It's like the facial expressions. Like, watching Jackie, I was like, she's engaged. Her eyes are kind of dancing, you know. And, like, I want to, it just feels kind of like Jackie is portraying her as, like, flat affect and, like, kind of. I thought she gave more gravitas to that than, like, to, to, for me, the tour that actually initially aired in the 60s, like, Jackie he looks lobotomized. Mm, I think she looks smart. I think she looks This is cute. like the green and gold, black and yeah. black and blue dress situation no. of it all. I, I feel like Natalie is trying to make her seem like she looks lobotomized. I mean, look, agree to disagree. This yeah. is like literally never happened on this show. I know. Uh, I know. But that's fine, I suppose. Um, so anyway, they keep going back and forth from that. And I meant to look up. I, I believe this was actually shot on film, this movie. I was so, going to say, I, I did say that like the saturation feels period appropriate and so that would make sense okay yeah i let me confirm that at some point this also has like a little visual noise like grain to it right so that when they yeah it was on 35 millimeter okay okay um when they would cut between that and like there were occasionally some source footage footage, things it kind of seemed natural i also thought that it gave it a really pretty depth i thought so too especially in the exterior shots with john hurt yes absolutely Um, um so Jackie almost seems to be annoyed to be having this interview at all, um, which... Well, right. Her husband was interred a week before. I know. I'm like, did she... Was she, like, contractually obligated to do this? But it almost feels like there's, like, an element... Part of part of what they're trying to say in this is that Jackie was very concerned with being, like, the, like, conservator of Jack's image. Mm-hmm. And she knew she had to act quick because that kind of sets really Clearly. fast. Um, and so she was smart to do it, but she just seems pissed to be having this conversation. Well, she but I also, think she thinks she has to. I don't know. She had sought him out as the person oh, to cover she? this. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yeah, and I believe it was for Time. Was it for Time magazine? Time magazine. The or Kennedy, sorry, Life magazine. Yeah, the Kennedys had a pretty like generous relationship with Life magazine. Yeah. Well, and she had like a publishing background. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, she had been a journalist herself. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Did you know that she covered QE2's coronation? Yes. Did they talk about that on the crown? I don't no. remember. Okay. No. Well, I think like that I could remember, but yeah. Um, which is so crazy too, because she like put off getting engaged to Jack so that she could go do this because yes. she was like very much expected that she would quit her job. The, the weird, like legacy of journalism in that family. I know, truly. You know, with obviously ending with our girl, Carol Radzewell. Well, and no, Caroline, well, now she's a, she was an ambassador, but I think she wore, I want to say their daughter was a, in journalism for a while. Not surprised. Caroline Kennedy. But so um, the journalist gets her to describe the account of the death, which is honestly so devastating to hear. And then as soon as she's finished, she lights up a cigarette and goes, don't think for a second I'm going to let you publish that. I, my favorite part, too, is when he's, like, reading back to her what he would write. Uh-huh. He was like, she lights up another cigarette. She's, like, considering it all, and she goes, I don't smoke. <laughs> well, she says something. She, like, recasts what mm-hmm. he's supposed to say, and then she goes, and I don't smoke. Um, so, uh, and they they touch on it later in the movie, too, but it's, like, that Later that year, she or earlier that year, like three months before this, she had had a baby die. Mm-hmm. Um, it was like a the baby was born five weeks early via, via emergency C section, and that was in August. And I'm like, I don't know how she survived that year. Well, Truly. you know, she was super depressed, and actually, Aristotle Onassis took her out on his yacht as a way to like pull her out of the depression, which the Kennedy family was a little bit like, uh, I don't know if this is a good idea. So, yeah, I was reading about her marriage to him, mm-hmm. and it said like longtime friend Aristotle Onassis, and I'm like, yeah. I wonder if it was a romantic relationship at all, or I if think it was it just kind of like was. a protectionist. Well, it, like, and then there was another gentleman. I can't. I'll have to look his name up real quick. But there was another person that she was with after Aristotle died. Yeah, um, who was a very Aristotle Onassis type. Yeah, like all of her her people after Kennedy were like. Older patriarchal businessmen yeah. who were like much bigger than her and quieter. 
which I get as I a think, type. I think, too, she was such a classic, like, example of a product of her time in that, like, yeah, she was, like, beautiful and accomplished and whatever, but it's, like, ultimately you had to have the protection of a man to right. be able to move through society. It was Maurice Templesman. Okay. Was the, and he was still married when they were together Ooh, when she died. I mean, it, they just never formally divorced, but he yeah. didn't... Um, Separated from his wife for, for some time. So um, I keep interspersing, like, I was looking at her Wikipedia while I was, like, Oh, of course. It. So I'll, I have, like, a whole, ja- like, a Jackie section that I'll get to. But um, in the car on the way home with the body in the car, um, oh, so I, I guess on the plane they tell her, like, we're going to do an autopsy. And she's like, what does that entail? I want to know all of it. Which I'm like, baby, why? I know. Um, but anyway, so she's in the car with RFK, and she asked the driver and the nurse in the car if they knew who McKinley and James Garfield are. And they're like, no, I don't really. And she's like, they were assassinated. Do you know who Abraham Lincoln is? And they're like, yeah, he, he freed the slaves. And she was like, Bobby, I want all the books on Lincoln's funeral. <laughs> she's like, she's she explicitly like, wants to make JFK's funeral a replica of Lincoln's because she's like, I want him to be like that and not like these assassinated presidents. I mean, if there's any truth to that, then God bless her because it was a, that's a lasting effect. People still list JFK as among their favorite presidents. And I'm like, why? He was cute. I think it's the telegenic of it. Cause I'm like, honestly, even if she hadn't done all that much, the fact that they were a beautiful telegenic family and they were the first TV family yeah. helped. Um, but I mean, I guess she was like, I can't be too careful. We really got to make sure we handle this so that people. Well, and I also love her like dogged determination to like walk out there and be like, everyone should see what they did to my husband. And you know what? She's right. She's absolutely right. Like but the James Garfield of it all. I'm like, it is kind of sad that people don't know more about him. When we read that book, I was like, this man is an angel. Still haven't <laughs> read it. Working on learning to read at some point. Oh girl. It was so good. Um, so she has to tell her kids that was devastating to watch. Um, they were very young, very small. Mm-hmm. Um, that was devastating to watch, and I started crying. Um, then she starts musing about other former first families who had to auction off their belongings to pay for the rest of their life, which is a crazy thought. I'm I like, know you'd think they'd get some sort of like stipend pen- for I think doing. You do get a pension or something from the government. I mean, you certainly have to because unless you're this current administration, like the- where are you going to go work? Well, what are you going to do? You don't what have are you gonna family do? wealth. First of all, I mean, you write a book. That's essentially like, that's the go-to well, and is you, you write go the book. speak. Now you it is You do get social service. You do get, uh, um, what's the word? Security. security? Oh, no. yeah. No, you get. Um, Help me out. Oh, my God. Real dumb bitch hours. Secret service. For the rest of your life. For the rest of Which, your life. though, I didn't know this. She was to get that as the widow of a president for the rest of her life. Until she married Aristotle Onassis, and then they, they pulled it. She didn't get it anymore. Well, he was very rich. Extremely rich. Also, though, after he died, there was some Greek law that prohibited non-Greek citizens from inheriting more than a certain amount. My God! So she had she, to, like, she fight the family in court. Quite a bit of wealth. Well, journey. okay, she had to fight the family in court to for years to finally get, like, $25 million, which is a lot. Mm-hmm. But, like, I don't know what she was living on in that intervening period. The Bouviers were not poor, though. True. Um, and her mother, I, re- I learned, married, after her parents got divorced, her mom remarried a Standard Oil heir. Yeah. So her she was stepdad fine. was effing loaded. Yeah. Um, anyways, so, but she's like, <laughs> I, I didn't realize this, she had collected... Like, all those former first families who had sold off and auctioned their belongings after they left the White House, collectors had bought them, and then Jackie had gone and collected them from collectors, like, diligently, because she was trying to bring old things back into the White House to make it more historically appropriate, and she's like, I wonder if I could sell those off to pay for Caroline and John to get through school. <laughs> it's like, girl. Well, they, when they show that, like, the, re- the recreation of her doing the White House tour, first yeah. of all, I also thought it was, like, extremely odd that she said 192 yeah. instead of 1902. Is that what they said? I don't know. I need to look that up. It's amazing the way that, like, language sort of changes. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't know if, I, I don't think this is included in the movie, but in the original, she was talking about how she wanted to, you know, bring history into the yeah. White House because she was like, when we went to Colombia, they had, you know, things from General Simon Bolivar. Like, yeah. said it in such a, like, spicy white way. Yeah. <laughs> Which also, they show her, like, on the way to Dallas. Practicing saying things in Spanish. 
Can you imagine? Can you imagine? Yeah. I mean, uh, Beto imagine. got read for filth for being performative for that, but it's like... No, he speaks Spanish fluently, the, bitch. What do you want? The bitch's name is Beto. Right. Like, I understand that I mean, he's no, white, he's but he's white. also from El Paso. He's from El Paso. Right. Right. Um, the guy that they got to play Jack for all 90 seconds looks just like him. Looks like him They've in the dubbed, face. They dubbed him over. Well, he looks like him in the face, but then when they showed him... He's a slight man. He's very slight. And yeah. I think the actual JFK was maybe taller than her, at least. At right. least. So they, in this flashback, they show, of course... You know, in different different angles, they show him assassinated a few times, which is you know gnarly. Fun Sherman sister fact. So our grandmother was you know had the hots for JFK. So we ha- we learned a lot about him growing up. Yeah. Well, also we're in Texas, which is where he died. Right. So and her late ex husband, our who grandfather, is a piece of crap. <laughs> um, was a cop. In San Antonio. In San Antonio. And then they were, you know, they were doing a tour of Texas. He saw him the day before. Mm-hmm. And I think about this all the time. Yeah, he said it was the brightest red hair he'd ever seen. But no, he said they were the most beautiful people he'd ever seen, too. Yes, we also he also said his hair was yeah. bright, bright red, which he, he said doesn't really TV read. Never, yeah, no. He said, like, the TV never shows you. The color was never quite right, but it was red, red. Not yeah. just, like, sandy blonde red. But he said they were the most beautiful people he'd ever seen up close. I mean, and and I believe it. Honestly, honestly. too, though, like, Granny and Grandpa were hot in the 60s, so that is surprising. But I have to tell you, I mean, I was telling you earlier, other than Natalie Portman, I feel like every time I've ever seen Jackie portrayed on film, it's it's never as pretty as her. It's never as hot as she is. I will say, Jeannie Triplehorn playing her in the Grey Gardens movie. Okay. It was one scene. Okay. But she looks just like her. Say that. We love Jeannie Triplehorn. We love Jeannie Triplehorn, who also reminds me of our mother. Yeah, I know. I feel complicated every time. I'm like, that woman is so beautiful. She reminds me of mom. Well, I mean, and dad told mom when they were dating like she reminded him of jfk or of jackie well she has the grace she does have the grace she has the grace <laughs> they also she is the- a libra sun she it- is an aries rising she is a virgo moon oh is that right yeah eloquence um we in in the sherman women group chat mm-hmm. anytime one of us does something that we think is above the fray <laughs> we send we, we send a photo of jackie <laughs> Like, you won't believe what this bitch said to me, and I didn't go off on her. We'll just send a picture of Jackie. <laughs> I forget about that. It's so One funny. One of life's little treats. It's so fun. Um, but, okay, so that first initial kind of run, like, let's drive past by. Oh, oh no, I'm sorry. I wasn't done with my Sherman fact about yes. this. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. So Granny used to talk to us about the JFK assassination quite a bit. And I remember she told us one time, and I was like 10, you were 15, you were about to, like, get a car mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and like near tears I was like please please don't get a convertible <laughs> because I thought the problem at hand was that he was in a convertible and not that he was in fact the head of, of state yeah. she also granny was 22 when this happened I know so, I mean that's like pretty formative yeah no certainly Yikes. And I she's mean, like a one-year-old at home. I haven't yet decided if I'm gonna never shut up about COVID-19 or if I'm just gonna never talk about it oh I think I don't know at this know. point, I'm leaning towards, we'll never talk about it. I'd like it. to never talk about it. But even until I have grandchildren that are like, please, I beg of you. Um, no. <laughs> no. No. Um, also, I realized at some point watching this that Jackie was 34, my age. Oh, wow. In this film when she was wow. widowed. God, Yikes. That that's such a young age. So um, Also, Beth Grant. Beth Grant playing Beth Grant. Lady Bird Johnson. Can we, um, Unbelievable casting. And John Carroll Lynch. John Carroll Lynch is fantastic. Beth Grant, when Beth Grant's on screen, I'm only looking at Beth Grant. Truly. She looks it's a she function when she shows up. She does look like Lady Bird. Lady Bird. John Carroll Lynch doesn't I can't say that he looks like He's got the height. He's got the height. He's got the mannerisms. Mm-hmm. You know who was really good at that was um why can't I think of his name? He was in uh, Malcolm in the Middle, famously, and also Breaking Bad, famously. <laughs> yeah, Brian uh, Cranston. Brian Cranston was a very good yeah, LBJ. Was, I don't think of him as a tall man. And no, LBJ he just, was like, famously he just like, sort tall. of nailed the facial yes. mannerisms. Yeah, yeah. Um, I have a whole section about the casting notes, honey. Believe honey. me. Okay. Because also I have to say something about Max Casella being Jack Valenti. Yeah. This man has had a long career, often of, often in a mob movie, which I appreciate for him. Sure. We, he was also on the, the Sopranos. Those are our favorite coterie of actors. The Sopranos boys. We yeah. love them. We, we have the favorite actors that of Martin Scorsese, I would say, say. Yes, I would agree. I would agree yeah. with that. I also love my baby boy, Richard Grant. So delighted to see him on a my delight. screen. A delight. barely there having an American accent, which is weird. You don't love that. But, but uh, love to see him anyways. 
Um, so there is one scene that I have to say. Mm-hmm. After after watching it, I said, what was this bitch's sign? Oh, Jackie? Yeah. She's a Leo. Oh. The scene where she tries on various dresses and smokes and drinks while listening to the Camelot soundtrack in Girl, the White House is you would, so relatable. It's tattooed on my brain. It's beautiful. Because that's exactly what I think I'm like when I'm like making a hearty soup and listening Mom to... Mom is good at it. <laughs> well, I have, I have the Camelot, the film soundtrack on vinyl. Wonderful. I don't know how that came into my possession, but God bless whoever made that happen for me. Oh my God. We love Camelot. We... Love and I, we did do an episode on it early it was like on. Our, I believe our first episode, in fact, Lindsay. No, it was wild. No, so yeah, nice you're right. Second episode. But Camelot uh, is not a perfect film by any stretch of the imagination. A little long in the second half. It's extremely long. Um, there's whole characters that really just don't even need to be there. But Mordred. Yeah, say his name. There it is. <laughs> it's Mordred. I didn't want to. I didn't no, call it's you Mor- out, Kate. But it's Mordred. <laughs> there was already enough conflict without there him being enough, there. There was enough. Yeah, we didn't need Mordred. The love triangle was enough. In fact, we did not need Mordred. <laughs> Perhaps we could have been a bit of a. But you know what? I will say Mordred is your type. Shut up! He Why? Is. He's oh, like your he's a fade trickster. He's a fade trickster. No, absolutely not. I only have eyes for Richard, Richard Harris in that movie. <laughs> Richard Harris like stole my four year old heart and never gave it. He's back. a hottie for the ages. He's a flick. hottie for the ages. He's natural guy liner. He Beautiful. is like he's like got this like gentle spirit and like a leadership quality, and he loves his hot wife. I love when people love their hot wives instead of hating them. And Richard Harris did. Yeah, no, in the movie. Oh, I was... In the flick, of oh course. Oh, God. Well, I mean, Vanessa Redgrave. Vanessa Redgrave. And we, I mean... We, what a luminary. For more information, please visit episode two. But Vanessa Redgrave has, like, the best love story of all time with Franco Nero. Truly. They got back together again after, like, 30 years. Truly. I love that story. Um, anyway, so we think it's only appropriate that she would, you know, do a little vamping around the house. <laughs> ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> um, so when the reporter asks her about Jack's flaws in the next scene, Jackie says, perfect people can't change. Jack was always getting beg- better, stronger. Sometimes he would walk into the desert alone just to let himself be tempted by the devil, but he would always come back to us, his beloved family. The, okay. Sweetheart, that is one way to say that he was a constantly... A poonhound, girl! Constantly. Famously a poonhound. And I honestly want to read... I, I'm sure that there are multiple books on this topic. Just an accounting of... The number of women he had affairs with while in office in yeah. that brief two-year period, because I am certain it was an, a significant number. No, nah, girl. His ween stayed wet. Yeah. It was nasty. Well, and then she tells the priest that, like, they barely... They barely didn't share a bed. She's like, we didn't spend nights the night she, together ever. Her, like, re- quick revisionist history of him, mm. like, she also said, like, he was so loyal to his crude friends, and that was never Jack. He was never like that. And it was it like, reminds me a bit of Granny talking about her kids yes. that don't drink. No, well, and also about Granny after she had divorced Grandpa's wretched ass. She called him like what? Shuggy? Yeah, she would still like talk she about would him fix like him up he played at Thanksgiving. I'm like, what, baby? What? Maybe it's a generational thing. I don't get it. I sweetheart, uh, if a man dares to step his out his foot one inch out the line of our marriage, put a toe out there. Put a toe out there. See what draw, happens. Draw back a nub. <laughs> See what happens. See what happens. It's not. No, I simply will not be the one. No. Um, I have a, a gorgeous capacity to burn it all down and, and forget your name. <laughs> Absolutely. So she talks to this priest, which is John Hurt, um, and this is his last flick before he died. Well, the last one that came out while they he was still alive. There are a few alive. posthumous releases. Damn, he kept working, huh? He booked and busy. He was great role for him too, though. Really good as this priest. I mean. It, it shouldn't serve a huge function, function, but I think that he served to, like, elucidate yes. some feelings from her that were kind of raw. Yes. Loved the filming of this. It was very, like, uh, mid-morning, very rocky. Yes. Um, I, look. I thought the, it was a beautiful the frame col- device. Yes. The color yeah. story in this is incredible. The natural light usage is incredible. Mm-hmm. Really, really tight framing on, like, everybody. Yes. Yep. Tight, yep. symmetrical framing on faces. Yeah. Um... But uh, she does, when she's talking to the priest, he says something to her about, she says something that was like kind of sad and he gives her a look and she goes, don't look at me like that. I was the first lady of the United States. Women have endured far worse for far less. There are two kinds of women, those who want power in the world and those who want power in bed. Of course, now what am I left with? 
girl, there's a lot more than two types of women. Yeah, I would say that... (laughs) I'm neither of those. I was about to say, I can't tell you that I'm super motivated by either of those. I don't want power I would like that I think that I'm like a powerful cheese board assembler. Right. Powerful at giving my friends the goofs. I think I'm more motivated by the idea of like freedom generally like to just kind of yeah like to to do what I wanted to do with my time and my space and you know whatever that I am with power I'd rather like the thought of being a public figure I'm like you get boxed in I don't know that I want that but it is in some ways extremely important to me as a person that every single person is in love with me all the time okay fair um and and not like oh she's fun no like I'm in love with her. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, so it's tricky. With me, it's more like, I need you to never be mad at me ever for anything. Well, that's reason. part of it. Love yeah. means never having to say you're sorry. So <laughs> the fact that everyone is in love with me means I never have to say I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't think this is a personality disorder <laughs> because I've never done anything wrong. Ever in my life. I know this. Ever in my life. Um, now, we need to get to the Peter Sars guard. I was going to say, so he comes in, there's the day of the funeral. Crucial scenes for him. Mm-hmm. Um, so Lee Harvey Oswald, I did not realize, famously shot the day of the funeral, a week after the assassination. And RFK okay. comes in, shuts the TV set off, and says, none of you say a word about this to Jackie. And I was awful curious about what that was in reference to. Yeah, they were all watching it. And so she's talking to some guard, like, did you see what happened? Can you tell me? I need to talk to, is it Oswald? And he goes, yes, ma'am, that's who they think it is. And she's like, I need to speak to him. And he's like, I don't know about that. Oh, like, that guard, bless his heart. Bless him. So. So the Peter Sars guard of it all. Peter Sars guard of it all. Ms. Ms. RFK Mart. Uh, <laughs> they... <laughs> They stuck a flipper. Mr. Maggie Gyllenhaal. Just Mr. Said, Maggie Gyllenhaal. Give me a toothpiece. Give me a hairpiece. Said and I would. I would like a Billy Bob set of teeth. I would like a spirit Halloween <laughs> politician's brother wig. And I don't want you to comb it in. And don't comb it in. <laughs> and they were like, "What about a vocal coach?" And he said, "I only need vibes." <laughs> he showed up and was like. Ask not what people can do for you. Ask what you can do. Like, it was like, (laughs) wow, bitch, we are flying all over. We can't seem to find a tarmac you can land in. So, um, Hunter Harris, who is a fun Twitter follow. And just started a paid newsletter. Yes, which I just started paying for today. Um, I don't know if it was on, I think maybe it was in one of those Vulture, I think about this a lot, articles. She did... An ep- a whole article about this scene where he says, what did we accomplish? Oh, my God. But the way that he says accomplish, she's like, it lives in my head constantly. Because he says the same word a different way 15 seconds later. Yeah. What did we accomplish? What did we accomplish? It's like, baby. It's lazy as shit. I think of him as a good actor. But I'm like, what are you doing? He is a good actor. But actually, I don't think accents are his strong suit. No, not at all. Think about him in the skeleton well, key. You know what? He was good in an education, though. Yeah. Yeah, just sort of straight down the line British accent. Yeah, it's pretty easy to do. No, but remember when they had him do, like, a Chickapin Parish voice for, <laughs> for Skeleton Key? First of all, Skeleton Key rips. <laughs> a movie absolutely have, goes. Um, Chickapin Parish. Is that really what it is? No, it's Chickapin Parishes in Steel Magnolias. Oh, okay, okay. Um, I have a friend who said that she had a bit of a gay awakening for that movie when she was mm. 13, because there's like, a scene where Kate... Um, mm-hmm. Kate Hudson is in her underoos, mm-hmm. and she was like, "Uh oh!" <laughs> the theater, <laughs> like the feeling was, "Uh oh, <laughs> uh oh." And you know what, Kate Hudson, Kate Hudson is hot. What, one thing you're gonna know about me in this episode is the half bottle of champagne. <laughs> I'm actually fine to drive, but just not to orate. Right, I feel so. That it's tricky to orate. Um, um, you know, yeah. Yeah. So, anyways, um, then they have the the funeral. Um, it's honestly the end is just kind of like the funeral, and then it's like sad. I don't, I don't remember anything mage happening after that. Do yeah. You? No. I mean, she just there's that that very key moment where she tells the um, the journalist like how it's going to be mm-hmm. in terms of the Camelot quote. How's it gonna be? Yep. Do you know that song like stays in my most played? Yeah, you told me recently that, that I listen to like, a lot of to a lot of Third Eye Blind. Yeah, I was surprised by that. No, I know because that's not even 
technically your formative years. It's fine. No, but when you're friends with theater kids, it's always your formative okay. years to listen to Third Eye Blind. Okay, interesting. I didn't know that about that subculture. Uh, yeah, no, famously, yeah. Um, <laughs> In to drinking a lot of Sprite. <laughs> yeah. What was it? Uh, 30, what is it? 34 virgins and a lot of Sprite. 34 virgins and a lot of Sprite. At the Crucible cast party. Um, so I had like a little section of notes that I picked up on. Whoa. Oh, toot toot. Someone's <laughs> riding a hog around your neighborhood. I okay. did want to, oh, we didn't, okay, we didn't talk about this a lot, but I did want to, I'm sorry. Okay, go I ahead. just ran over your parade. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, okay, so the Nancy Tuckerman of it all. Oh, yes, please do tell me about so, Nancy Tuckerman. So, Greta Gerwig playing Nancy Tuckerman. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She was Jackie O's social secretary mm-hmm. essentially her entire life. Damn. Like, she was a bridesmaid at the Jackie O JFK wedding. Um, we love a lifelong friend. They, she never married. She worked as her social secretary really? from, like, the first year as, uh, like, uh, first lady, essentially until her, like, uh, Jackie's death. Damn. Never married. Um, she just, like, devoted her entire life to Jackie? Yeah, I mean, Jackie left her a, a She not, lived until 2018. Yeah, Jackie left her a not small sum of money um, from her will, and in fact, it was the largest cash call out after her kids. Damn. But they, I mean, they were like sisters, essentially. That's um, sweet. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, she didn't super approve of Aristotle Onassis. Um, didn't like Lee Bouvier. Uh, Is that her mother-in-law? Uh, her sister, Princess oh, Lee. Lee. Lee Radzewell. Uh, um, you know. Yeah, but, you know, like, in the movie, she's like, oh, I'm going to stay with you. I have nowhere else to go. And that was the truth. Um, so, Jackie... Jackie. Um, their wedding photos are effing beautiful. First of all, I need to get that out. She was engaged yeah. to somebody else earlier that year. There was like a New York Times engagement announcement in January of 1952 for some other guy. And then they broke it off like three weeks later because she was like, once I got to know him more, I thought he was immature and boring. And I was like, okay, we love that. Okay. Just unguarded. And then she met jack that summer but i guess they ran in the same social circles Mm -hmm. but she was apparently attracted to his wit and his appearance and i was like well duh bitch he looks like a tree frog to me but go off really i think he's cute Eh. you don't that's surprising i've always seen paku eyes i've always thought he was pretty sad um but anyways they um oh and then rfk so this was cute i didn't know this um apparently there was like a pretty significant age gap between the two of them. And so while JFK was a congressman, he went on a seven-week trip to India, Japan, Vietnam, and Israel in 1951. And he took Bobby and then their 27-year-old sister, Pat, along with them. And uh, apparently the brothers had never really known each other that well before all this because oh. there was, like, the war, and then they, like, had a huge age gap, and there were a whole bunch of siblings. But this 25,000-mile trip was the first exp- extended time that they spent together, and it resulted in them becoming best friends. Oh, that's cute. And then Bobby would eventually play a major role in his brother's career, serving as his attorney general and pre- presidential advisor, and apparently a surrogate father to their children after Jack's death. RFK seems like he was cool. I don't yeah. Know. Well, I'd like sweetie. to know more about him, but... Um, I mean, I'm sure he probably cheated on his wife, just like his brother. Maybe that right. was a thing back then. I don't know. But um, anyways, yeah, he seems like a decent, good person. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I didn't call this one out, too, but... Um, oh, my God. They had so many effing kids. Good who, God. Who? Oh, Robert Kennedy. Good Lord. He had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven children. How did he manage that one? Is that... Eleven, right? Were they? Did they all live? I hold on. Sorry, go ahead. No, no. I'm, they had eleven children. Oh my god! The last of which was born after he died. That Ugh. sucks. They had eleven kids between nineteen fifty one and nineteen sixty eight. That's too many damn kids Good. For, for that time Lord, period. There was no gap. There was no break. <laughs> they must have had money to have like a. Well, yeah, I mean, that family had so much money. That's too many damn kids. Too many damn kids. My only other note was I rather enjoyed the score, so I did a little bit of research. Yeah, it was was, beautiful. Yeah, it was by a young woman. Oh, 
Oh, good for this. Uh, Mika Levy. She's okay. a British woman. I think she was in her 20s when she wrote it. She's Damn. like in her early 30s now. It was very evocative. It was very evocative. Um, the other stuff she had done was like the music for Under the Skin and I think a few other things. But um, yeah. I think between the score and the, I mean, the subject matter itself too, but also the film, it felt very raw. This mm-hmm. film, it's just, it's kind of like low on plot, high on vibes, which, you know, famously is my like, favorite kind of film. We do like that. The one, so when I was like looking through, well, funny fact, I was looking, uh, and this is just a little insider baseball on how uh-huh. we do our research. If you go down to the trivia section of an uh-huh. IMDb, it's a real treasure trove. Um, the, some interesting things about this one were um, the the person who wrote the screenplay is Noah Oppenheim. Okay. And he apparently tried to block some research for um, Ronan Farrow's uh, uh, book. What is it called? Yes, yes. I was going to say. Ca- knew, Catch and Kill? Catch and Kill. I knew that I knew that name. Yeah. He worked for NBC. Yeah. And I think he also was pretty shady. Yes. And Ronan, Bitch, have you read Catching Hill? No, I still have not. Sweetheart. It's so good. Ronan I have the audio book. shaded him by being like, oh yeah, he wrote that morose Jackie movie that no one liked. It's in the book. He does shade it. Yeah. 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 I, well, I mean, I like, forgot about that. What a thing to say. And the film itself truly is very like Oscar film. Yeah. You know? No, it is. It's but taking you, itself quite seriously. But you can't. You can't knock the work in this. No, it's I don't beautiful. Think. Yeah, I, I thought, thought it was really great. The one the one weak point I would say is uh, Peter Sarsgaard's accent work. It's like, it is the laziest, it's like the weakest link in the chain. In Dude, this, this is what I, I mean. I've said this so many times. Like, it's a miracle that good movies ever happen because there's like, you know, hundreds of people yeah. involved in the making of a film and they all have to be on their A game. Right. But you know, why they didn't say, let's try accomplish again. What do we accomplish? What do we accomplish? <laughs> uh, the other interesting thing at the very, very, very bottom of all these facts on the IMDb page, and it was rife, let me tell you. So many things about, like, well, they were inspired by the... It was kind of honestly very dry right, writing. Right, right, right. Someone just commented, French visa number 145.654, and I was like, a clue. <laughs> and Googled it, couldn't find anything, and was like, bitch, can I get a French visa with this number? Couldn't do it. What was the deal? What's the I don't story? understand. So I guess someone just like accidentally pasted interesting into there, Speaking and it was like two friends, out of though, twenty-one people found this helpful. I will say. Um, speaking of the friendship at all, LBJ offered Jackie the French ambassadorship. She would have rocked that shit. Totally, she was fluent in French. She'd studied abroad. Um, he basically was like, let's do a little something nice for her. She's like been through a lot and like, this would be a good way to get a fresh start. And she turned it down. And then he also followed that up by being like, would you prefer Mexico? How about the UK? Oh, like, he was really trying to like help give her a position, which I think is sweet, honestly. I mean, and she said that they were very kind to her in the wake of it all. Yeah, no, so, I'm, I'm certain that's the case. Um, if you live near the Austin area, the LBJ library is cool as hell. It honestly, is. really a good time, I, I have to say. It honestly is. Oh, man, I would love to be the ambassador to Mexico. Dude, no, I'd love to be the ambassador to any of Nobody ever offers me that shit, you nobody know? Nobody does. Of course not. Every day I work with my elementary Spanish, <laughs> and no one ever offers me this stuff. Extremely weird. Every day I shake no hands in that realm. Of course, of course. Anyways, do you have any thoughts on this flick? No, I thought it was a great movie. Um, you know, I can't tell you that I'm going to watch it a third time. No, I probably um, won't either. But I thought it was great. You know, yeah. I'm not going to have a real yen to rewatch it. No, I don't think that I will either. I was glad. I, after seeing it the first time in theaters, I've, I've thought about it a few times, and I kind of wanted to see it again. And I'm glad that I did, but that's that on that. I mean, look at him. How is highly affected by, like, Jack, or not Jackie, um, Natalie Portman's very, very close-up acting. I mean... Oh. You put the camera right up her nostrils and she's going to give you a show. So, for next week, this film is one that Jenny has requested many times. Mm -hmm. A good friend of ours, she's seen it several several times. It has two titles. Sometimes it's called Strike and sometimes it's called All I Want to Do. But I have to tell you, looking at this uh, cast list, I'm like, bitch, we're going to have... 
fun. You know a movie's good when it has two titles. Like they're okay. like, well, let's try both. Listen to this. They cast A B list. tested it. Are you ready? Just so Jenny, I, this is so weird. I own this on DVD and have owned it on DVD since I lived at my apartment. What? I've never watched it. Jenny came to visit me one night and we were drinking a bunch of champagne and she's like, "You've never seen this movie?" And I was like, "No, girl." And she's like, "Oh my god!" So I ordered it from Amazon. And then never watched it. And then so she's texting me a couple times and been like, you guys, are you ever going to do this? And I'm like, yeah, totally. And then I forget about it. Listen to this cast list though, bitch. It's I incredible. I know. Kirsten Dunst. We love her. Off the top. We're right. happy. Of Gabby course. Hoffman. We right. love her. Lynn Redgrave. No complaints. Rachel Lee Cook. We love Rachel Lee Cook. Vincent Carthizer. Okay. Okay. Uh, left turn. Yeah. Matthew Lawrence. Funny. They're the okay. best Lawrence by far. Heather Matarazzo. Okay. And I'm also seeing a Merritt Weaver Merit on here. Merritt Weaver was next. Yeah. I'm like, okay, so this is a just like an iconic Hayden Christensen. Where is he? Big boobs. Big boobs. So anyways, um, we're watching that next week. It's set in the 60s at an all-girls school, which sounds like a fun-ass time to I mean, we love meet. that kind of stuff. We have a female director in yeah. here. How y'all yeah. doing? Yeah. Um, How y'all doing? Okay, so you can uh, watch this film on CBS All Access. Wonderful. Or you can rent it from multiple locations. Yeah. I'm excited. Um, this is a major uh, gap in my Kirsten Dunst filmography. Oh, two weeks in a row, uh, 60s. Honey, do you... Three know, weeks in a row. Do you know what we also never watched for this? Another Kirsten Dunst classic? What? Virgin Suicides. We've also never watched Dick. We never watched Dick. And we didn't... Did we do The Beguiled? I can't remember if we did The Beguiled. We, I, we have never done The Beguiled. Oh my gosh. We could honestly do just months and months of Kirsten Dunst. She gives us so much. She lives in both code hands. and she never comes by and no one offers me the job for a Mexico diplomat. Truly. I know. Okay, so next week, Strike or All I Want to Do. I think in the US it's called All I Want to Do. Maybe. Oh, see, I, I when know. I searched on IMDb, it came up with Strike. Do you know what's funny about this flick? The release date is the 4th of September, which is Jenny's birthday. That's why she loves it. It came out on her 11th birthday. Aw. Happy 11th birthday, Jenny. Remember for your 11th birthday when we went to see Flipper, Flipper. at the new movie theater? Was, it was the 9th birthday. Oh, Thank you. Sorry. It was 1995. Thank you. Um, and it had that, look around your world, pretty baby, is it everything you hoped it'd be? And with that, we wish you a happy Thanksgiving. See you next week. Bye. Bye.